So okay. like kind of worthy's the right test. Oh, we live. Cool. You ready to go start? It's on, man. <laughs> Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay. Okay. It's like I got like a passive aggressive way to make someone <laughs> stop talking and it's going. It's going. We're live, by the way. So they- <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Best right. sense is like, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> We've got two chatty people yeah. showing down. We do. Welcome everybody. Memorial Day, uh, Murph Day. Gym is packed today. We had classes at started classes at six a.m. just because so many people wanted to do it. Six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. From seven o'clock on, it was about thirty to thirty-five people. Thirty to thirty-five people per class. It was that's it. Thirty-five people per class. Yeah. What do you mean that's it? I don't know. I feel like we've had like sixty in here at one time. No. Well, maybe back. In- I remember Alamo had like 35, 40 people in a class. Not per class. I think last year it was hotter, and so people tried yeah. to come earlier. earlier. Yeah. And so there was that's a good point. A real bottleneck yeah. well we get a little overlap but it's not hot today no, I, uh, last year was we set the class sizes at at uh at 25 this year we went to 35 okay and they were all full which is cool so we probably put about 130 people 140 people through murph this year so that's awesome it was awesome to see everybody in there doing it it's a an important workout and we really emphasize the, the technique and if you're not going to do it if you're not going to do your squats full squats if you're not going to do plank push-ups if you're not going to get chin over the bar, then just mark it scaled or do a scaled version. It's easy enough. And we'll, we, I saw a chat out there with the, with the wall balls out there for some people check, which is for depth check. Yeah. For depth yeah. check. That's awesome. It's, 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 I don't think it's off putting. I think it's important. Everybody wants to do it right. As long as everybody keeps in mind why we're doing it. Right. Um, Beth Stankovic is with us today. She's on our Anejo team. And she is the most experienced. I mean that directly, not necessarily a, a She's insi- old. an insinuation about her age. She's almost going to age up into the next master's category. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she's also the most experienced athlete on the team. And, uh, and I will also say, depending upon which of the team members are listening, probably the most uh, adult. Yes, there you go. That's well said. <laughs> she made it spreadsheet. Can you use? Oh yeah, she can you use very mature, organized, can you use mature, no, perfect, and not everybody use that spreadsheet. As, and, and I'll Jack. tell you, as, as an affiliate owner, and I feel sorry for CJ Martin, who's got three teams. I do like he, he's he's excited, but I could tell by the you know my brief conversation I had with him, it was like, oof, they're not all coming out of the exact same gym, though. Well, I mean, they, I mean, yes and no, they, they, all three teams train at that gym. Yeah. Yeah. He's only has one other gym, but okay. down there, but all three of those, I, I believe all three of those were, I don't think they were from Washington gym. I don't know if not, I thought they were all three Southern California. Uh, Nonetheless, um, I hope that he has three, three baths on one on each team um, because she helped uh, corral, keep things focused. And then for, it makes it easier as a gym owner because it can get chaotic with teams and there's sometimes drama and all of that stuff. And, and a, and a credit to our athletes um, in the competition on the Nieho team. That was this year, I think, was one of the most level-headed groups of athletes. Agreed. When it's a team of four, it's a little easier than a team of six. Fact. <laughs> a couple more variables in there. I think with Emily and I and the team being. That's right. Emily. Both busy. Emily Scott. Yeah, Emily Scott. Um, oh, yeah. We both have jobs yes. that are more nine to five. 
right. and Jackson and Christian. And we are both maybe wired to be a bit more organized and yes. planful. So the two of us combined to make yes. sure we had schedules so, for training. Yeah. yeah. So Jackson's a, coach, Jackson's a coach here and he's exceptionally busy with his, uh, with his teen athletes that he has, his private coaching plus the cast. Co- yeah. uh, he's plus the classes he coaches. He's in here yeah. literally seven days a week. I, I talked to him last week. I'm like, uh, dude, you need to take a break from this place. You cannot. Yeah. And it's 5 a.m. It's, yeah. it's 5 a.m. to like 5 p.m. Oh, yeah. He's here. All, like, well, he'll go home in between the middle of the day, depending on the day. Right. Says this this broadcast this broadcast was deleted on Facebook, um, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's what it indicates. I had It popped up saying that the Facebook thing was disconnected, but I reconnected it. Um, yeah, let me see if we're live in Facebook. Thank you, Gwen. Are we live on Facebook or not? I'll check. I can't tell. Sorry, everybody. I mean, it shows up here. I don't see anything saying that it's not connected on the Facebook. It looks like it's a live video. Well, the problem is, is it's. Yeah, we're on. Oh, happening yeah. now yeah okay good all right yeah so oh so, you use my i'm a hard so athlete photo now. it's very appropriate <laughs> yeah like i like that picture it's a tough picture but anyway back to beth so so christian uh, boyd is a full-time firefighter jackson's full-time coach and he's busy in here seven days a week and emily also has a full-time job insurance yeah something very technical to yeah do. I think she's uh, either an auditor or a, I forget what the term is that they use, but anyway, she's, uh, she works in, um, in the insurance industry. And then they also train in here in the gym and get their training done and got their team training done. But Beth, um, I learned on this trip, which I did not know. <laughs> and maybe someone told me, and I just was oblivious to it in the past, but Beth is, um, um, I did know that she work works for Uber. I did. You did. For, after grad school. For oh, two okay. Years. For two years. And who are you working with now? BioRad. Are you allowed to say? It? Oh, you're biotech. Bio, oh, BioRad. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know, know BioRad. I help manage a data science and bioinformatics team. Yeah. At BioRad, science nerd for life. And she's a she has a PhD. And is the PhD in microbiology? No, it's in neuroscience and oh, human neuroscience. cognition, attention. Um, okay. Don't use it at all. I mean, other right. than the skills you gain. It could lead us down a rabbit hole having a discussion about Elon Musk's Neuralink connection that he the company that he's building and so we could go we could go there, but she's like, I don't want to touch it. I don't yeah. think it would be very kind or well informed <laughs> on my part at this uh, point. <laughs> but the the awesome part about it is is that Beth is obviously um an analytical type, so she created uh, myriad spreadsheets for the team to help keep them on track. Um, which is amazing, but she held down. She'd come here. I'd see her. I'd, I'd come in and she's got her laptop and I always want to say hi, but now I'm cautious about saying, hi. I'm like, Oh, don't want to like, cause she could be in the middle of a zoom call with mm-hmm. 20 other people that are way smarter than I am. Yeah. You're here like for an hour training session, but you're still here for like six hours. Yeah. Yeah. If I can't get in in the morning before work and with the training schedule that was needed with the team mm-hmm. moving my training to the back half of the day and the commute that I had, yeah. 
I would come early to avoid traffic and then take meetings and work from the gym and then kind of work out however, because I'm too old now to do <laughs> like a, a late night and an early morning training yeah, and keep flip flopping. I, I, I would see her huddled in the cold out back trying to avoid the noise. Like wherever there's noise, she had to, she had to I see her all outside like huddled with a, with a 30 inch box as her desk. Big puff jacket on. <laughs> Just Very <really>. glamorous. <laughs> or out front. It's real, you know. And then when the weather warmed up, she would go out front to the tables out yeah. front and then occasionally we'll see her Sit in, the sun a see little her bit. in the lobby too. Lobby's dangerous because you run into people who want to talk to you. Yes. And uh, and then uh, the other part that makes Beth such an awesome teammate is that she has already CrossFit Games experience on a team. And she came out of a very good affiliate that was always competitive uh, with an individual games athlete that was always there. Athletes. Two. Athletes. That's right. Yeah. Um, CrossFit Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy Rimmel's gym, right? No, uh, um, um, Kirsten Pedry. Kristen, Kristen Pedry. Matt Pedry, although Kristen Pedry's. Kirsten, Kirsten Pedry. was never right on <laughs> any announce. Her name never was right, yeah, so. even when she was an individual threat. Um, and, and Jeff Pats are, are the two individual athletes. And then Caitlin Cassis, after oh, being yeah. on the team, yeah, moved down to San Diego and was on the on teams, uh, I believe, Caitlin. plural, with Invictus. With yeah, Invictus, she, right. she was on uh, the NorCal Alliance when we did the grid, yeah. grid thing. That's right. Yeah. Did not know that. She yeah. was a phenomenal athlete. I was like, she was very fit. Now a mom, still now fit. Mom. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that gym has a, a bit of a uh, pedigree for producing uh, – crossfit athletes and what it um by and large though that community is a lot like diablos i think it strikes me as being a lot like diablos just you know welcoming environment family oriented very very well run very well run very community based right that's kind of comes before everything um that much like here when our that kind of athletes would do classes mm -hmm. so obviously we had more training um to do but we'd either do a version of the class or the same class mm -hmm. so every week in week out we were in classes that's awesome so kind of the same sort of like no one's above other people the community is really important we would come back and judge for um, we had like a yearly in-house competition and all of the athletes would judge and not compete and so that's it was awesome. just always really really that's important. awesome prioritizing the community aspects i posted i always i tell people don't follow me on twitter because that's where my <laughs> that's where my provocative posts are. You know, these rent that those are the ones that are gonna come back to haunt me like three to four years from now. I tweeted that. <laughs> are you sure that was me? <laughs> and but I tweeted this last week because I started thinking about there's been some discussion around there's been a few female athletes that have discussed um the mental duress of competition or hinted at it because Mal O'Brien's we still don't know for sure, but she implied or it was implied or maybe people interpreted it as being a mental health issue. And so I tweeted if for CrossFit games athletes, if you're feeling anxiety or any other mental health issues, take a break from your program and a couple of days a week and go do classes there. That. There you'll find a, um, it, uh, it'll give you a healthy perspective on fitness and oh. then, and then also a very, find a very supportive community. And it, and I, and I didn't say that just to, you know, kind of poke fun at the athletes for doing it, but there's been a, a proliferation of, camps competitive training camps out there and the athletes are essentially pulled away from the communities that they grew up in and where they learned crossfit and the thing that makes them awesome is you know people and healthiest people and keeps them coming in 
They take themselves away. And I get a 100% why that has to happen. And, um, but I think also, I think it may be contributing to this stress that these athletes well, are feeling. You know, when you say it, like it takes away from the, the community, like I think it's almost like there's two separate communities. Like you have your competitive community and then you have your gym family community. Right. Right. And the gym family community, like you said, like it's not as much pressure on performance based. It's just, you know, showing up and having fun and being a part of the community. But when you look at that competitive community, it's, I mean, the back warm up area is a good example of it. You know, I remember our team was just like a little nervous about like just, you know, everybody flexing and just walking around and just have fun. Like that's the best part. Yeah. It's, it's easy, but that's easy to say. It is. Well, well easy Beth, to say. Beth, I'm, I'm curious. Um, on your perspective on that and your thoughts towards would you be a would you be a better athlete if you'd gone to camp yes i mean i think you look at any professional sport mm. and they are not showing up um, to a sunday league right oh, like from a competitive from standpoint. a competitive standpoint yeah. and also just the reality is i don't i can work my job nine to five but athlete is full-time it's inside outside of the gym um, and you need to focus on your own bits that being said um it's really isolating and lonely and, and it, and it's not a team sport unless you're right, a team, unless but you're even team, team, you're, but but even even team then, you're, it yeah. really is. I mean, you somewhat individualized because you got to work on your own exactly. stuff. Exactly. Um, so that can be really isolating and lonely and pressurized. And so I think that's maybe a benefit of the training camps is that you do have people that are, are there to talk to in the um, same boat, too. in the same boat while still being professional. Um, me jumping into a class is probably not the same or, you know, athletic development that I would need if I was mm -hmm. trying to like be the top of the top. That being said, I value that right. I am a happier person. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not a, you know, a top individual or team athlete. So. I think even taking like, like, like you said, like if you're feeling beat down and just like isolated and, you know, lonely, it's just like, let's just deload a week or two and just go to class just to kind of, you know, have some kind of a relationship like rekindling of the community aspect. And I think that reset has to happen in some way for everybody. Some Whether it's after trips, the season, yeah. right at the yeah. end of the season or just drop in. I've seen like athletes go to Bali and yeah. go to CrossFit Wanderlust and that yeah. looks beautiful. <laughs> I, um, I, I like that phrasing um, reset. Yep. Um, when I, and not to compare myself to the caliber of athletes that are out there today, but I, in, I feel that, but in 2013 <laughs> um, after, um, competing at the games and then coming back and then starting training for 2014 first I felt a lot of pressure to be as good as I was in 2013 there were certain expectations and I did not enjoy the process and that's when I really 2014 is when I, um, was when I really started to dislike CrossFit and was looking to anything else but CrossFit to 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 do and I was injured in about May um, I injured, it was, a, I popped a calf and I quickly withdrew. I was like, okay, <laughs> I probably could have took an excuse. Rehabbed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I took, right. an, I took an excuse. And then once that kind of healed, then what I did is I started going, and that's, this is where that tweet came from is I started going to classes and it was classes where I fell back in love with it. Like mm -hmm. I started to get camaraderie, friendships, teasing the, you know, the, the people didn't feel sorry for you, but they, but they also held you up when you weren't, you know, if, if something wasn't going your way or you weren't having a good workout, all those things like class. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to lie. I can get way more training done in an hour. That's my own <laughs> schedule than right. I can in an hour of class. Sure. That being said, I look right. forward to that as a treat. Yeah. Right. A, yeah. 
Is there and some- I'm derailing the class at every moment because I'm <laughs> chatty and it's like my social time now. Because when I'm it training, is. I have a resting grump face on and I need things. I have short time and I need to get things done and I don't want yeah. people talking to me. Yeah. For that reason, I admire the athletes um, tremendously. Is there self-discipline mm-hmm. like Sandy coming in? And she would come in. And not only that, you got to come into a gym in Diablo where everybody else is having fun. Yeah. <laughs> she, the classes she relax, are fun. Yeah. And she's talkative. coming in with three bags, you know, off to the corner, send up her little video camera, doing her stuff. People are high on there. You know, when she has to, if she talks to people, it takes away from the amount of yeah. three hours, that, only three hours she's got to get her shit done. And it, and it, that takes a tremendous amount of self-discipline just mm-hmm. to kind of throw yourself into the wood chipper every day. Yeah. And you come off poorly because you, you're trying not to engage with people because it's oh, hard right. to disengage. Right. And so you come off as a, yeah. a not-so-nice person. Right. Um, and I've had people tell that to me before right. um, because I just had to focus yeah. and, and not look people in the eye. But then when they got to meet me, it was a little yeah. different. Right. That's, that's, that's always been my thing, too, is like over the years when you know competing, it's like I'm always in here during the time when nobody's here just because if I'm going to focus and get anything done, I have to be here when nobody's here. People, I think that is one of the things that people say about meeting CrossFit Games athletes. They meet them like, oh my God, they were so nice because they don't look like, you know, it's, well, yeah. They're not in the trenches give, at the moment. I will give you a behind the scenes though from the semifinals this weekend. <laughs> oh we yeah, were, please. We actually um, uh, got to go by some of the, I think the top heat of the women had finished and then we were going out for our, the, we were the first heat of the yeah, teams yeah. um and some of the top women were using the elevator and the underground traverse back to come back rather than what everybody else was doing for the teams just go through the crowds it's yes. faster it's right. way slower to do that but i i think that's by design because they didn't have to talk to people yeah because they would and they probably didn't they probably had a tighter turnaround and yeah. they you know need to cool down warm back up and get ready but especially with that final heat too like there's so there's a lot of I pressure mean, in that final heat you know and, and if maybe that event didn't go your way do you want to talk to anybody? And Do you the, want to take pictures or you sign don't, autographs? You don't want to oh. And the women that are here, the, some of the top social yeah. media yeah. darlings, people that people really look up to, you know, it was Lauren and Katrin mm-hmm. and Bethany, um, mm-hmm. Danny. It was just so many people that I think also the fans know and love and obviously want time with, and I'm sure they'd want to give it to them, but they have a job to do. Yeah, yeah. They're there for a purpose. They're not there to do social media influencing. Um, the, which is, this is a a great transition into, uh, the semifinals event in Pasadena. And let's, uh, if we could first talk just about what, cause I do, I want to dig into the team side of it. Mm -hmm. And I want to dig into the kind of the specific experiences you guys had with your workouts and, um, what your, what your perspective is on the semifinals, like all of the different variations, all the different things that you had to go through the, from the, how they did the corral to judging to everything before that though. um, Semifinals versus regionals, (laughs) semifinals versus regionals, which was, which is your favorite? I'm more for regionals. I'm more for the regionals. We were spoiled Del Mar. Once it got to Del Mar, spoiled right what i, I, I and i and I, and I think that's my and now look this is their first year semifinals coming back like they've had a four or five year hiatus yeah. from doing these so honestly this is no knock on crossfit yes like, this oh, is this is no, a no, knock. I, and more i heard venue yeah well no and <laughs> well, i also venue I also, part of it. I also heard that they they tried to get san diego uh the del mar oh and, they did and, and they couldn't get the date 
Mm. Uh, I couldn't okay. get the date. So it was a timing issue. Yeah, so it was timing issue. So, like, I, they genuinely tried because I think everybody loves it. But my, my I vote for regionals, too. But, it, again, it's biased by – you know, maybe think, maybe yeah. think, well, no, experience, but also things were smaller then. It was easier for regionals was easier to do. Um, although they were spending a lot of money for a lot of regionals, their budget was probably much higher mm-hmm. than when mm-hmm. they were losing a lot of money doing these things. But regionals was cool from the perspective of the affiliate and having things to do outside of the competition event, like going out into the vendor area and it was just like hanging yeah. out. And then you had tents where you would hang out and sit yeah. around and would, you know, I'd go over to see uh, to Invictus's tent, say hello to those guys. I'd mm-hmm. go over to another tent. Other affiliates would come by our tent. People would come by, say hello to the athletes. It felt more like a festival. Yes. I don't know if that's, I don't even know if that's possible with a semifinal event. I think it is possible. I think it just needs to be kind of drawn out that way. Right. Like if, if it was, we were in a call, I guess a, a warehouse. I mean, it's not a warehouse. It's a no, convention. convention center. Center. It's a it's, basic convention center. You've you, got, yeah, it's where you do a trade show. Got, it's where you do a trade show. Yeah. And you've got your, you know, the security holding the doors up and you've got the cafeteria food. You've got, I mean, it's the rules on coming in and out with food or drink. I mean, CrossFitters very particular about their food and what they're eating and the stuff that was there that was provided. It wasn't necessarily what you would want to see in this environment is right because pass the pass when you go to convention center they yeah. they own the concessions yeah it's 100 their their responsibility and they and they serve what they want there was a lot of stuff around there though which was cool oh, no, no, like the right. whole downtown area so like you cool. could go out and like walk around but that was and i i agree i said i said the same thing in my email that was cool yeah. but it brought it brought you away from it the took event. you away it, from you event. weren't yeah. with other crossfitters yeah it, it, like that part was actually like, oh, this is nice going on going to a real restaurant, yeah. like within walking distance. Yeah, where Del Mar, you couldn't really get no, away with you that. No. Beth? I will say, I mean, obviously I wasn't spectating a ton. Um, while there was maybe not enough water or ice baths the first day in the back, oh, yeah. I would say the back experience was light years better yes, than agreed. in 2017, which was the last time that I did oh, yeah. regionals. The amount of warm-up equipment we had was on Damn. point. They actually had uh, light dumbbells to warm up. Mm-hmm. They had, mm-hmm. like, they taped the handstand tape was there. The tape on the rope was there. I can remember every other regionals that never happening. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you would get on this floor and the box for the handstand push-up would now be there and you wouldn't have been able to use it in the yeah. warm-up room. So, yeah. I'd say that has been okay. really... Yeah, that was that was that was a huge benefit. I mean, like you had a a closed environment to warm up versus in a wind tunnel. Oh yeah, like at Del Mar was like you were you're. I mean, you're covered, but you're still exposed to any kind of. Oh yeah, that's right. That's there. And Um, the corralling and the, you know, to and from the. Would you say it was a longer corral time though? It was a way longer because the walk we had a longer thirty minutes. (laughs) Oh yeah, thirty minutes in the corral. But unlike at Del Mar, you were allowed to go to the bathroom. That's true. So well, you said that they you said that they didn't have the bathroom there in the back end. So you did two corral points. You did a corral point at the warm up space, and then you had to do an underground walk and elevator ride, which. It was so fun. <laughs> uh, it felt like we were in the movie Aliens every time. Um, there was supposed to be bathrooms at the second corral point, but they never arrived. Um, you know, I don't know why, but we always had corral, get chipped, get numbered, go bathroom. Yeah. yeah. I think that like the, the difference between regionals to this semifinals, I mean, like you said, it could be the fact that we, been on a hiatus with CrossFit kind of managing and running this stuff, but there was a lot of like little things that were missed. Like 
the ice barrels, right? Like one of the sponsors of the games just they didn't have water because there was a logistical issue with the bathroom that was there. It was one hose to feed the bathroom, but they didn't have enough another hose to help fill the buckets. Yeah, so that's that to me is a small detail, like the bathroom in the, the second corral. Like it's like yeah, those are like small jobs that got left off a spreadsheet. Yeah, you should have been running that spreadsheet. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I, it is. I it, bet it's a good spreadsheet. Well, here's, really here's, well, maybe I don't know. It, well, here's the other work thing out. too: is in a sponsorship agreement. So it's like these are just tweaks that they'll make in the future. Yes. Like for example, if you're going to have an an ice barrel or a cold plunge as a sponsor, um, part of the sponsorship should be the management of your equipment. Yeah, we'll give two passes, back passes for two. You people. set it up. You set it up, and That's those things point. need to be filled, or you ain't like you won't be back. Yeah. And put the obligation on the sponsors to be there. I wonder if they had any of that issues on any of the other semifinals. Because it seemed like there was just somebody well, just dropped the ball. Someone didn't show up to work kind of thing. Yeah, that could be that. Um, uh, that's, so that's interesting. I'm, I'm looking at my hand plugged in. Okay, there it is. What, you worried uh, I thought, not, your yeah, mic's not working? No, I thought it wasn't. My camera wasn't plugged in, but I'm seeing myself. So. <laughs> This is I'm are you wad drunk because you just came I'm out a, of half I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit wad drunk um the, the and i felt like there were other like small jobs but that's just execution yeah. like first time execution at the like they've never been to the pasadena convention center they've never been there that's true and so that's one of the, the things that's one of the things about plan. like repeating madison right repeating madison people are like well we, they should go someplace every year no like you don't want to learn where the stuff is where all the outlets are like you know what what outlet works what doesn't which one has 20 amp versus 30 you know, three amp. i spoke to aaron kelly yeah our former member who was on the floor at the semifinals with the camera he's at every games every semifinals regionals and he said to me he said it, it's been great working there he said he liked the venue it was loud it made it, it hard to hear loud. but he said getting stuff done within the venue. Like they needed to move one of the big speakers that was up overhead because it was blocking views. It was, you know, one of the big giant, mm -hmm. giant speakers. And he said it cost him like, um, you know, 1500 bucks for them to move this, the, this, the speaker that was attached to the scene. And literally he goes, it's like on an electronic thing. It's not like they had to come on with a forklift and move it. They'd they have just, somebody from the union to come out and move go, it. Bzzz, <laughs> 1500 bucks to push a button. Yeah. But it's those kinds of things. Like, yeah, you know, next time they come, they'll know that that should be moved. Like, all yeah. you know, if they come back, and I, yeah. you know, uh, I'm hoping they go back to Del Mar. But I'm hoping they don't. I hope they go somewhere else than that spot. I, I personally, I wasn't a big fan. From, I mean, I, I'm in the back. The back area was awesome for the athletes. Um, they had, you know, a whole space where they had tables and they can kind of get away yeah. from the crowds. And that's cool. But just from spectating, I feel like there was less seats. Way and, fewer. And and yeah. even just the viewing from some of those seats, like when I would go back and in, into the briefing as a coach, they had us sitting on the far side of the bleachers, and there's some giant pillars that are like completely obstructing the view. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, from and a, the floor undulated. That's another thing, is it was <laughs> it not on concrete. With waves. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. it was hot and stuffy oh yeah down the there on the floor, floor. Yeah, it was. whereas del mar you're always kind of a little sad that you don't have a long sleeve shirt on. well <laughs> yeah true. yeah and, That's and true. I, I looked at torian pro and they were in a del mar type environment. oh yeah. they arena. were they were it's in a nice a arena spot. yeah but last year too that that, that was yeah. like sold out and filled up and yeah, sold out this year too it, yeah of course yeah, it it's amazing. I, I was wondering if they would be able to sell out del mar with the added seats or not i would yeah. love to see it so well, they sold out Saturday, right? So here's our vote. That's what we're voting for. 
uh, CrossFit Games if you're listening. And then kudos on all the equipment. I remember, yeah, yeah I remember back at regionals when we had to bring our own warm up equipment. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, right. we would truck it down because just so we had something to warm up on. I think they made a financially and logistically healthy choice this yeah. year yeah. on keeping the equipment list really small and um, repeated almost entirely between individuals and teams. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have a worm and they had a sled, but I think everything else was to a T what they used across the two. And they didn't take any, yeah, like cool. you said, they didn't take anything from the back area to, you know, field the field, right? Like they didn't yeah. need dumbbells out there for the dumbbell bench press, but there was probably 12 platforms. Right, let me tell you what, it, uh, hats off to that. Uh, one of the things that I noticed that they executed so was how fast they transitioned that Turn floor around. between events, yeah, between team and them. It was it was remarkable. Those guys, whoever you, we had one they, one of our members volunteered, Bill Lieber. They worked their ass off, yeah, carrying that equipment back and forth, setting it up, and and it looked pretty. It was nice. Mm-hmm. They still require you to bring your own warm up stuff, and it yeah, that's was a little weird. Hilarious how few individual athletes had all their warm-up stuff like bands bands yeah i brought a bag you know it was on the spreadsheet yeah, i brought a bag of bands and there were a number of individual athletes asking to use the bands, bands. that i brought in the back mm-hmm. yeah yeah there like there was a lot of that stuff that just I heard justin around. medeiros use our bands very very proud to let him use that adam and <laughs> yeah wonderful all right adam adam you owe me <laughs> all right so the um, well, that brings me to, like, so we're talking about different components of the experience that brings me to the judging experience. And I mean, there's, there's two workouts that it, judging impacted Diablo. Now, and I would say that throughout the six events that they participated in as a team, judging for the most part, 90% of it, 95% of it wasn't an issue. When there was a no rep, it was a genuine no rep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's, so that's the upside on the downside, a, um, errant judge or errant call repeated errant calls. One errant call is not bad. Repeated errant calls is a, um, is problematic in my mind. Um, and it's disheartening for the team. And then it also creates like, um, discontent that spreads within the community. And we've seen it with, and unfortunately, I don't like when it ends up on social media mm-hmm. and is broadcast repeatedly. You know, Andrew Hiller's stuff on Spiegel's. So, in my estimation, it's it's way over the top and it's way too it, clickbaity. Yeah, it's very clickbaity, and it's and it and unless you're there on the floor, judge seeing what's going on, you know, I dare anyone to try and judge the depth of Danny Spiegel's squats. You know, mm-hmm. she has she has incredibly large legs and a glute. And it's difficult, and she's a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, they and he he went off on it, and and you know people may call me out on this one, but yeah, it's just like that. It, there, there's something else focused, but but it when- lacks a conversation, it lacks nuance, and it lacks solutions, mm-hmm. and and it lacks um, also bringing HQ into it, which you know I think I was talking to you Good earlier. Point. I was thinking about it. They've made a lot. Of, it it lacks the knowledge of the choices that they did make. So whereas at the games in 2016, we had to be synchro in snatches at the bottom and And the the top, top. which is a nightmare to judge. You know, a lot of their synchro choices were for ease, right? Synchro at the top only. 
um, you know, yes. not having all four being synchro, you yeah, know, synchro on the worms a little bit easier to view because you're in a line. Um, so, or not making things synchro like the box jumps. Now I know there, <laughs> there's some judging issues there, but consistency wise, yeah. But I believe that they probably made a lot of good choices for trying to make things easier to judge, putting tape marks or paint marks on the on the rope right it's yeah. very clear if you're below or or above it yeah mm-hmm. was, there were i didn't see any mess ups there no. that was great it was it was good but now when you get to the bad things and you're looking at you know we're, we're not in contention right. it doesn't matter we're in the bottom half we're not going to you know lose out in a game spot but we've seen this for individuals and we've seen this maybe for some teams i don't know um, when it comes to reps or events where the no reps really matter, like doing one more 65 pound thruster synchro doesn't matter doing one more seated legless. If that's a no rep yeah. that really matters. So, yeah. or a pirouette well, so, well, or, a pirouette. So, or a pirouette in, in the case of workout, uh, our, was it second workout with the sandbag? The first, first one, one sorry, the first, it was yeah. the first workout with the sandbag and they had to do 10 sandbag um clean and jerks 10 sandbag clean and jerks oh with um, the worm yeah with the worm oh, I thought there, the hold even no well yeah but so there was a buy or there's there was a buy-in let's skip the hold and go straight to the to the worm uh they do 10 and then they go buy in again and then they come back and they do 10 and they go buy in again and the buy-in was um double unders in the sandbag hold and the and and the other two athletes had to do a bike and a run bike and a run they traded off and then they went and, and did their sandbag cleaning jerks and then each time they did 10 they moved it forward and the judges were told in advance keep the bag within the lane lines and that's important because it's a very tight tight, tight, tight out there floor. especially when you're dropping it you don't want somebody that steps back and they right catch and a bag you, or you catch a bag or like interfere a, with so another. it's it was more of a safety thing right, than yeah, it was an actual standard no oh, that's a good point yeah right because it wasn't like it didn't it wasn't giving any, anybody any advantage yeah. if they ended up and taking a step following the event yeah knowing where you were exactly right. yeah um, our judge decided in the third set of 10, not the first set, not the second set, but the third set of 10. In the middle of the set. Yeah, in the middle of the set. Well, no, actually at the it end. Was, it was the fourth set. It, it was the last it set. It was the last set. It was, oh, the fourth set. Oh, I'm sorry. There's four sets, four sets of three, uh, four sets of 10. So it was in the last round. He decided that the bag not only needed to be in the lane left and right, but the bag also had to be in the lane front to back, back, which was no other team was doing and that was a few other teams it, it, and and we hadn't done it like that the other three rounds of 10 or in the beginning of that round or even in the beginning of that and, round that, and that's the thing like once they did get to a point where there was a no rep then he decided you guys need to move this bag forward where <laughs> it was where it was for the previous four or five reps before that and when you're telling four exhausted athletes who are selling out yeah who, who can't hear at the end of a well, workout yeah um, yeah that's you know, a really felt good point. really much like murph 2016 games on the field where like i literally couldn't hear anything yeah, yeah. i didn't even see a woman get cart off the yeah play the girl injured. that they stepped over yeah, yeah. To get to the worm I, I saw no nothing so and christian said he was delirious he said yeah. he didn't yeah. know where he was because they were that exhausted we were having a bad time christian <laughs> and so they but they it's got there, effect. and then the judge decided to no rep them, and then asked them to move the bag. Now that worm doesn't move easily; it has to be lifted off the ground. The entire thing has to be—you can't drag it either. With all four people, like you can't just have one person. Like Jackson was trying to slide it forward by no. himself, and then getting yelled at because he was touching the. And red we straps, were in. Which you're not allowed to. Oh, oh. 
Um, we were in second in that workout in that when we hit that fourth round in that heat in yeah. that heat in the heat, and just to watch them get no ripped, and then the athletes Minutes. and then the athlete not knowing the athletes the team not knowing what the judge was trying to tell them yeah. only one athlete figured it out Jackson, but the other athletes couldn't really understand you guys were struggling to do it finally the judge just gave in and said okay go after <laughs> like a minute and letting everybody else run by. and then and then two to three teams finished in in between that time so you see things like that and those are those are hard pills to swallow is when you're looking at and that is the frustration of having human involvement in the judging process mm -hmm. i mean it's just it's human error the judge made a mistake well, the, the tech, while that was not a briefed standard that has been a traditional standard, I think it, it becomes the problem of standards inconsistently applied across heats, across lanes, um, yes, and maybe making the, making the judge do too much judging. Yeah. So there's really forward and back, like half in and half out, that box is not really a big probably no. issue, and you probably can just not... You guys were um, like, I, I like, I, I really like what I, I like what you said there. Making the judges judge do too much, do too much judging. They're counting so many different reps, yeah. <laughs> right? They're right. watching four people. They're looking for four people to all have locked out their knee at some point in mm -hmm. time, which we were also getting no reps on. But that's actually really hard to that's, tell. That is a tough. That. that is a really tough. Four thing people, to do. four yeah. different kneecaps. Yeah, you're watching. Well, line. not even just the knees, because they wanted to see like the hips and knees extend right. as the bag came over, and that's like you're looking at eight different joints. And it's <laughs> happening all at different times. Yes. Right. Like different, especially for different us, levers, different heights. You know, we're yeah. uh, not as you know clean as some of the top teams that are really really clean on that worm. Mm -hmm. So we also were making our judge make a judgment call. But you can have the standards be a little easier maybe in that case yeah, yeah. um but really the sandbag hold was the worst that hold was also uh a lot of briefing in the brief um that we had in the morning um a lot of notes and then definitely inconsistently applied across all heats all heats all lanes and that's almost something that then should just not be a hold and be a carry yeah. Or I, something. I feel like, I mean, I love the fact that they brought in a sandbag carry, like a, was, a bear hug hold. Like, was, I really, awful, really, really like that as an implement or a test. It's a good core test. It's a great core a test. A different core test than we can. From get. a judging standpoint, especially Nightmare. in that thing, like, I think, I think what would have been a better movement or static hold would have been an overhead hold. Right. Like just put a barbell overhead and just support it in a support. Because there was there not was a, a lot of overhead work. There too. Was, right. Other than quarterfinals. There yeah. was a paragraph of like things that they were saying about the hold. Yeah. Your knee, you know, really they wanted your knees straight and you're not <sighs> too back, but you could be back a little bit. That and can't it be couldn't touch your legs. Your thighs, even like a little bit. Yeah. That's hard to tell from yeah. far away. Yeah. And so, so 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 here's the issue with that. But right? great, I so, agree with you. Great so, idea. I love it. Yeah. It was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I love your point though that so you've got a brand essentially a new movement brand for the teams, movement. and then you're putting a lot of description around it. Yeah, and you're asking these athletes to 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 uphold those standards, and then you're asking judges to interpret the instructions you just gave them. Mm -hmm. Because CrossFit's probably hoping if we are you know very precise and like giving you a lot of detail that that will help. Um, but sometimes that actually doesn't help because then it yeah. adds a lot of degrees of freedom to yeah. how the the movement can be a lot judged. of different interpretations right. to it. 
Yeah, and I, I I like what you say. We've we've you and I have talked about this, Jamie, in the past. Is really coming up with stuff that's that takes the judge out of it. Foolproof. Right. Right. And and on the flip side, you know, I know I'm so it minimizes the judging. Pooping yeah. on that as like a judged standard, but what they also did was they used a second second judge. That judge that was doing the sandbag judging was oh. just had to hold their hand up, and that let the person counting the double unders that was happening during that time know that they were counting right double unders and that's a really cl clear signal for them because that can be quite hard to that know. was cool i i, that I, I, like, cool. I that. like that i like that but what i didn't like is that they changed it from the last week semifinal, the week before semifinal. did they they had the person holding their hand up right next to the sandbag so if you're doing double unders and then you see that they're maybe lost the point Right. The hand comes down. You can see it right. as a double under. Oh, but interesting. this week, they have that hand holder behind the double under. So it's like, okay, the counter's in front. You don't, you can't hear who's counting anyway. So you might as well see when to stop if the hand comes down. It's interesting. And of course, it's so loud. And yeah. you start yelling at the person counting. Yeah. Where are we? So our vote would be for two, one of two things. I like the idea of a carry for that sandbag it was harder on the I shield the of well, like the individual keep, event with the sandbag like, carry at the you, final it, that was an awesome I mean, event you, you, you let watched, them you let them carry it however they want you watched yeah, pat cares? fellner be full like weekend at bernie at the last <laughs> <laughs> last <laughs> right. carry right so carry just takes the judging it was out of it, too yeah. tough on the field of play with yeah. the worm clean and jerks yes. well right um love the i mean love the hold but I, again you know i think with it's getting to the thing of thinking about the movements and how hard is it to judge how much room for interpretation because yeah. we're athletes we're going to ride a line game it for sure for sure like we're wayward children um and how much pressure does getting that right put on the placement for a top team even even picking the bag up and and lifting it over an obstacle right back and forth i, I mean like i said i love the sandbag Air hug hold. Sure. I mean, we program it. It's a great test of fitness. It's a it's a functional movement pattern. Right. Instead it, of doing 150 but, GHGs. But let's not, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, would no, no, that's but, but, much better. But, but just the, don't make it so damn hard to judge. Yeah, yeah. Or but, just let people be wayward children. Um, you yeah. know, and I'd say like the one way to cheat it, and I know someone not cheat it. One way to mm, perhaps be smart about it, and I know someone who did this. Um, hats off to, off to them you do the old strongman technique of setting the bag on top of your leather belt. Um, oh yeah. So it's on the, on the, on the belt, on the, the belt, belt buckle. Yeah. 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 But that's if you could get it up that high, if you can get it up that high. Cause that was, I mean, it was not a heavy, it's not a light bag. No. <laughs> but 5,200 no, is heavy, but a sandbag. Look, it, the way I look at it is a sandbag hold should not be complex. No, it, what they should have done is a said, snatch should be complex to judge. Yeah. What they <laughs> should have said was keep the bag above the waist. Yeah. Any way necessary. It could be at the shoulder because that just means you've got to do more work to get it in a placement. Leaning full back is still really hard and yeah. taxing. Yeah. 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 It's anyway. Yeah. So that's All right. That's like that overhead hold, dude. And we were, that's not the we, hold would have been this, a sandbag well, hold has right. already gotten too much of us. Not <laughs> right. alone did it get too much judging, but it get like a sandbag hold should not be that fucking difficult. No, it it's shouldn't just be. The whole thing shouldn't shouldn't right. take away from a team. It's yeah. taking the learnings from this and yeah. rethinking then what your standards yes. are and trying to make it simpler, 100%. straightforward, or just allowing people to do dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. You allowed yeah. it in the carry. You know, it's just easier to judge. You're either over the line or you're not over the yeah, line. It's yeah. harder to judge is a millimeter of this bag touching my thigh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which brings us to so then the, the which next, brings us to the next workout that next we had, day we had a judging issue. Yeah, and, event three. Yeah, which is event three, and and this is a gauntlet style workout, and this was one of the most heartbreaking workouts for a team as a affiliate owner I've ever had to watch. Yeah, the only other one that was almost equally painful and heart wrenching was in the. CrossFit Games of 2011, I believe it was, with the Diablo and Yeho mm, team. Yeah. And it was gauntlet style. Mm -hmm. And the athlete uh, got stuck on the shouldered overhead. Yeah. And was getting no rep and couldn't complete him. And the rest of the team couldn't go. And we went from second place overall. The last that workout is. before the final day, second place overall dropped to seventh. And we couldn't participate because they had a cut line, 16 cut line. And so we couldn't participate in the last day in, in workouts that would have been great. But th that was equally – so gauntlet workouts are really dangerous. And the gauntlet workouts are really dangerous because if your athlete doesn't finish the work, the rest – any athlete that's behind that athlete cannot cannot compete. They're, they're out. They're done. They have to stop. Happened in 13, too, with the rope climbs. We had our guy oh, in, that's right. in the beginning to hit, hit a point of failure. But, that I mean, that, that comes down to a performance thing, not a standards thing. That's right. Right. But either way, gauntlets, are, my yeah. point being, gauntlets yeah, yeah. are tough. And in this one, um, the gauntlet was tough because the judge was um, inhibiting the athlete from performing the workout simply because the judge completely misunderstood the rep scheme. Yeah, I'm still not sure. I mean, you know, I don't know I, what I think, happened. You know, I think our interpretation was that it seemed like our judge was requiring two reps per rep, but it could have also been that our judge was not communicating no reps that were being given there she, was, there was she no would she did do a, a okay. no rep sign like two or three times okay but not 15 not no. 15 um no this is but, no it was it was clear i was told i was told oh okay that the judge believed it was 30 reps per leg instead of 30 total for instead the first of 30 person. total yeah. And that's an easy mistake to to make. Well, you, and hang on a second. No, well, that that there was two it's, different rep schemes depending on which pair that's you true. were. That's true. Right. So the just to give the audience anybody's paying attention at this point, but the athlete came out and had to run 400 meters on an assault runner, and then immediately go to pistols, and it was 15. No, pistols. it was a uh, bench press. I'm sorry, the bench press, a uh, dumbbell bench press, and dumb, dumbbell bench press was heavy for the girls. Yeah, it was a 60 pound, 60 pound dumbbell for women for 15 on the first, mm -hmm. the first pair, and 90 right. for the gentlemen. That's right. And then so she came out and she crushed it, yeah. and which put her in about second place by the time she hit the pistols. She was yeah. in second place in the heat on the pistols, and we were stoked. Mm -hmm. And she was stoked, and her pistols are good. Yeah, she's got pistols. And she immediately got into her pistol. She's supposed to do 15 on one side, then 15 on the other leg. And she got to 15 and she asked the judge, or I think she got to 16. She put her foot down and then got a no rep because the, the rule was you couldn't put your foot down. If you put right. your foot down, it didn't start from the beginning, like at the games last year, but you didn't get that rep. Right. You couldn't accumulate or, reps right. by putting, by your, foot down putting your foot down. Yeah. So she, so she gets a no rep, but she asked, how many do I have left? And the judge said, you have eight more. And she was dumbfounded. She had she couldn't figure out in her head why she had eight more. And then, you know, asking for clarity on a no rep, the judge indicates, well, there's no no reps. You're fine. And so she kept going and ended up. Because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can well, do. Well, that doesn't had, occur to you well, she, to do and, it. And that's, yeah. when she, that's when she started getting confused. And I could see it on her face. And she got the, she finally got, she did 15 more. So she did a total of 30 on that leg. 
then switched legs and started. And that's when you were next to me and you were counting the reps mm -hmm. and Jamie Lee got to 20 and he's like, what the fuck? Like, why is she and 20? This is the benefit. I mean, not a great experience, obviously, but this is a different experience than a, a junior, heat. well, a junior team would have. Yeah. They wouldn't know that they were even allowed to try to get the attention of the, the head judge on the yeah. field. Like oftentimes yeah. you just aren't aware that that is something you are allowed to do that you don't have to just keep doing. Mm -hmm. But that's costly on time. It's, well, in, in this tight time, this yeah. workout had a super tight time cap. Because you've got, she's got. We she, weren't going to make the time yeah. cap. She, well, she has, she has three athletes behind her that she mm -hmm. wants to, you know, she feels obligated yeah, to get off the floor. She feels so pressure she, But the time spent trying to do the extra reps, which is actually really tough to stay off your feet for yeah. 30 <laughs> unbroken yeah. pistols. Oh, she was smoked. Um, and the time spent arguing um, or trying to get head judge, the conversation between the head judge and the judge. The head the head judge was talking to our judge and our neither were looking at Emily while no. she was maybe while hoping she was actually he needing to still do he was deeply into the rules sheet, yeah, explaining the explaining the rep scheme and to her, which it, is the wrong it time. Probably, it added about four minutes to her like the time that she had tested it at. What was that? It was about four extra minutes, I think, yeah. that she was oh, waiting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which on that, when you had four minutes per person, really, if yeah. you're going to make the time cap, which again, we weren't, mm -hmm. but you know, we would have gotten a lot further. We, we had, we had, I mean, we left one yeah. athlete out there not working entirely, didn't even entirely that didn't even touch. And I didn't even get, get to yeah. kick up for handstand walks. So, pirouettes. so the, so when she finally was freed from the jail cell of pistols, Tired and demoralized. Demoralized. She literally was looking, looking up and standing red faced and literally the, the saddest face I've seen on a CrossFit athlete almost, ever, I think ever. Because you're bearing that alone. She was yeah. not. And she was the first. She was not yeah. crying. She, she was like, she was gulping, like sobbing, sobbing internally and kind of externally. And this workout is a, it's an accuracy. Yeah. It's yes. all about accuracy. Yeah. And if you're at all blown up or emotional or like mentally off your game because of what somebody has done to she, you. She did get a no she, rep too on the, on the pirouette where yes. she, I, I think, and she I think said, it was really well, close. Well, she I'm, said, I'm, so I'm, com is, I'm coming to that. Hang okay. on a second. I'm okay. coming to that. You're, you're jumping ahead. So she, she we're got, all fired up. She, she <laughs> got her, she got her composure. She, uh, she did her first pirouette, yeah. which was awesome. She did her second pirouette. And then, um, and she got no repped on one pirouette, but she came back, did it real quick. It was quick down up. And then her third pirouette, she just wanted to be done. She wanted to be off that floor so bad. And she did her third pirouette and she ran to the marker and just collapsed on the marker, looking up at the fans, just like, what did I do? I like, she had her hands up and she was just literally bawling. Meanwhile, her judge behind her had no repped her on that last pirouette. Didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. Didn't come get her. Mm -hmm. It was just standing there waiting for her. And we're screaming at her to go back. She didn't from the stands it she took could time. she couldn't tell what we were and, right. telling her emily said she could she was looking at her hand she said she did not touch the line but no. i think what happened i think because i feel like she was it was close it was it was, the, it was the middle and there was hash marks i want i think she touched the hash mark oh, and she confused that with the judge confused a the, line the judge confused that yeah yeah and it's yeah so at the end of the day she she got done and then um, I was able to grab Adrian Bosman and and get his attention. He went over and talked to the head judge, and he followed up her with me. also. Yeah, he f he followed up with me and said that uh, that they that his team was professional and they were going to look at it and they knew that something was wrong and they were going to make the you know whatever adjustments needed to be made. 
Um, Emily was distraught. I mean, she literally wanted a quick CrossFit right there, which I would have too. I would have been, I, thank goodness it was her. Like she failing her alone, yeah. you know, she, when you're not and, actually failing and, too. Con, and consider the fact that she put a lot of time in improving that skill. Yes. That pirouette. The pirouette. And she has made all kinds of progress with that skill. And the fact that she wasn't able to showcase it because she went out there on the floor with, with an intention of having fun. And I mean, the fact that a judge was unfamiliar with the actual rep scheme of the workout kind of took that away. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the day, the appeal, and Beth was team captain, went and uh, made the appeal. And it came back with they they gave us uh, they scored us reps because it was on it was in, it was over the time cap so they gave us additional reps they gave us six additional reps which was, which was essentially the number of pistols that you had that left. Beth had remaining in her work because she was the athlete behind and I had actually Emily. done an extra rep than I needed on the first yep. set because yep. she didn't count to ten didn't appropriately count to 10. Oh, and I yeah. put my foot down and, and had to do two no more yeah so. <laughs> unbelievable so it just felt right but yeah <laughs> but yes only so she six, was so she was pistols. giving six reps and the reason why they didn't give her more the pirouettes and then give any two with and then essentially what they needed to give us was about three minutes worth of, of work of credit right right um which has to be translated into reps mm -hmm. but they didn't want to do that because they didn't have um proof that beth had the skill set to do the pirouettes they didn't know whether or not she had the capacity to do pirouettes, which I, my argument would be, well, why not drag her ass right down there in front of the judge's table and have Beth do pirouettes and go, oh, okay, yeah, we can give you those reps. Yeah. But they didn't, and I understand. The, the CrossFit does have a process, an appeal process. Back in the day, there was no appeal process. I know. It's nice yeah. to, it is nice to see this, that this is more, I guess maybe football does this, but I'm more familiar with tennis. It's a step in the right it's direction. Smart. I mean, strength of region and appeals process were yeah. two things that I think were smart moves for them. Yeah. yeah. For this phase. I think, I think there's definitely some refining they can do with this appeal process. And, you know, like you said, like if you, if you're an appeal in the situation where it's like, well, how many reps? have some kind of a formula, whether it's what's the pace, the average pace of the round, let's accredit that. And in order to do that, you have to show that you have the ability to do those skills. It doesn't take that hard to go over to the to the mat in the warm-up area, do a pirouette, show us you have the ability to do a pirouette. Okay. Or have a now, separate stage now, now, where Christian, you're doing this. Go on the true form or the uh the assault runner, run a 400. What is your time? Can you do the bench press? Okay, let's 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 build I mean like they spent all day i know they were busy with other appeals that's you know that's a factor but they had all day and we could have we, we were there like we could have made i think those people don't realize how many appeals go in i know jackson yeah. didn't um, there, there's a lot you know okay one having appeals and have it publicized is really helpful yes. especially to newer athletes to understand that that could be even a thing i think people don't realize that there are mistakes that are made mm -hmm. um i think again you know thinking about what are the bottleneck movements yes. in a workout and putting really, really good judges on it mm -hmm. or really, really briefing it or having simpler standards um, are things to do. I think for events like this where you might not get to see everybody do something, definitely having like a side stage where you go put people through things just to like check in as part mm -hmm. of the review process or have judges that are counters, Yeah, you know, that you are, it's up to you to hit the movement standards and there's going to be major and minor penalties just like in the open. Or I think for the athletes, it might be 
right for them to choose sometimes to not listen to their judge and advance and advance and, and file an appeal. I think Annika Greer maybe did that in her region Mm -hmm. and was an absolute gangster for doing that. Um, But that's, which I don't love that because it, it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. That's a good point. But that was not trying. I know I just said that after talking about Annika Greer, I think she'd made the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like, again, making other choices, upstream or downstream mm-hmm. so upstream in terms of movement standards how things are judged and downstream for things where you have do have these bottlenecks that really really matter and a no rep matters having mm-hmm. some sort of stage or some sort of you know i'll get yeah. eyes on to see if you have the capacity Th- this kind of reminds me back last year at the games with yvonne and the muscle ups right. remember the world's longest muscle up she had yes. because the judge yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't tell that was like one of those scenarios where if, if you're an athlete and you know you're reaching that standard don't feel like you need to oblige that judge finish the workout and then go through the appeal process because they can't add reps to it as we now know, but they can at least say, okay, that was good. So we will give you that credit that you did. That's right. And again, here, the, that, that pistol standard is tougher, right? It is. It's you're standing I on like one the side. Standard. I, I love I it. I love the Again, test. And I actually don't think it's a hard standard to watch. Although Mm-mm. they did adjust it like week to week with like some weird, like yeah, you can't put you your can foot, foot behind. behind. So I think they probably could do a little less standard a little and more consistency. Just allow people to do whatever they need yeah. to do so long as they're not touching things. Pirouettes, also high value movement. Um, so I think for those ones, yeah, I agree. Just sort of. Hard, taxing, high-value movements. Maybe you don't always listen to your job. Yeah. I like the I – mean, the, I think the overarching theme for CrossFit should be remove judging from CrossFit. I as mean, much it, as possible. It, as much as possible, the judges should not be the deciding factor in the outcome of a workout. And they're always going to get things wrong. And we're all oh, – yeah. and we, the athletes, are always going to be pushing a line. Yeah. And also – I don't think video review is the end all be all of things for a few reasons. One, I'm an avid soccer watcher. People hate VAR. Right. Um, but also if you think about, I think, you know, I'm a training think tank fan um, and they had an athlete, um, Jake Berman, who got a major penalty on a quarterfinal workout when it was determined that he was not meeting depth on video for a front squat. That video was front on and 50 feet away. So yeah. what video reviewer at that, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know what the video, they also comes HQ, back down to like interpretation of right. whoever's reviewing. I don't know what videos they saw for Emily's cause they, the review people said, well, it looked like she had some no reps in there. And I, I don't know what she, angle that was at. She had somebody that sent me a video. Uh, she shared a video with me that was from the stand. So frontal plane and you see her hip crease. You see her right. knee disappear, her hip crease. And I know we so were, there's no question no, that she's not hitting depth. It, it wasn't or or control. And I know we top. were talking about like Danny Spiegel and her leg right. morphology. I, Emily is a longer athlete as well, mm-hmm. so for, it's not as clear as some people with a slightly different leg look. She's definitely hitting depth, but you know I can understand why people. But again, I don't know where that video you know yeah. angle was. Well, it comes back to what Jackson was saying. When you have any kind of appeal or you challenge something, it's it's on whatever the challenge is that they're not allowed to go back and pull something else out. So the question was, where did the ed- extra reps come from? It, again, it was a, it was a misinterpretation. It was it was one hundred percent. So, but but my my the point I'm making is that. CrossFit needs to remove it needs to be thinking and I'm sure they are I'm probably saying this and they're already thinking this is like how do we get judging out of CrossFit 
which means do we change the movements to become things that are don't need to be judged and only need to be counted that and you and I we know they about. have, you know, right. with the sandbag move. I mean, look at the rest of that workout. You're probably not going to mess up counting 400 meters on an assault runner. That's right. Uh, they made but, the dumbbell bench press easier. It was yeah. just touching bells to torso. There was no rule about elbows, Elbow which means 90. I could absolutely yeah. cheat that movement, yeah. but pirouettes too, really simple. Yeah. You got to turn, don't touch the yeah. lines. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and I think, I think the next level of that, well, there's two next levels, I think. The intermediate level is, in my, what I believe, is that the judges that are coming to semifinals and to the games need to be paid professionals. 100%. And I'd carve out budget, take away budget from the, the workout floor that they mm -hmm. had there for the spectators, take that away, take away, like there's a lot of um, ancillary stuff that they have that they, that they could take that budget because the fans just want to see a really good competition. And this is a participatory sport, mm -hmm. meaning the fans, they do CrossFit. The athletes, like they're, they're CrossFitters. Let's, let's, let's put the emphasis there on the performance on the field. The, the judges are all there all day. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're getting and yelled at. Well, no, here, not, lot, not only that, not, yeah, that's the other thing is that they went to 20. Here's where the issues happen. Mm -hmm. Well, not, uh, not sandbag bone, but as soon as you go to 20 judges, now you got 20. It's not your top 10 judges anymore. And granted, in the later yeah. heats. It makes it easier on them from like, in, you in only later need to heats, focus on one thing over and over again. In the later heats, I'm again. sure the, be the best athletes had the best judges, right? So ultimately, and I well, just, what I, I tell our athletes, hey, you want, you want the best judges? You better be in the last heat. Yeah. We did see that the judge, I believe, that was she counting was her pistols did come back, but I do she believe. She came back a few times. She, she was judging in the individuals in the final. She was. Well, well I think no, initially no, they, they pulled her out. She was going to judge maybe Justin, Justin Medeiros, Medeiros on the first event. And, and they, they pulled, pulled her, her out right. just to probably reset and, and but discuss let's, because let's, she's probably competent. Yeah. She just made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So let's 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 pay those people let's put them through a course yes. let's professionalize mm -hmm. it let's 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 have a, a union of judges if you will that, that we, they don't you need and, to unionize but but I, let's have an organization similar yeah. to what we did in grid and that was that was powerful i yeah. think maybe it was i believe it was brent fakowski you know talking about like with pfaa pfaa whatever yeah. <laughs> sorry pfaa that's it um that there's you put out movements and movement standards early and you have videos and pictures and documentation on them. And if you want to add a new movement, it has to be scored as mm -hmm. kind of like, is this a really like nuanced, yeah. tough to judge movement? And you need to give, uh, or like, you know, like a ring handstand push up, mm -hmm. which obviously they, you know, briefed not at the games, which is great. Um, but if it's something like that's really high skill and tough that you have to send it out even earlier and have, you know, more documentation yeah. around it. So that's like another way that doesn't just help the athletes prepare, but it also can help judges, judges prepare, to prepare. Yeah. Cause they, there was, you know, pirouettes, well, sandbag hold the pistols on the one leg, the seated legless rope climbs. Um, yeah. there were probably other movements wall facing, hand wall facing push handstand pushups, like things that were quite new. Um, so high degree of possibility for mistakes at the, at one of the tenants across it is that we fail at the limits of our experience. Yep. And that holds true for the athletes and it holds true for the judges. Mm -hmm. And if they've got no experience judging sandbag holds or worm clean and jerks. And if they're set up for failure or pistols, right. That, that, that you're, you're, if they haven't or haven't had much experience, that's where the, that's where the problems are going to happen. And, and we saw that happen. So it, 
So the, I guess that would be the the interim step, and then I think the final step that, or I think the final the 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 ultimate uh, resolution of this will be with technology. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that'll ever come, or that you know. But you yeah. just look at the VAR and soccer. It 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 probably helps in some ways, and I have gets an, things wrong. Sometimes. I have an idea how technology can make a major imp, uh, increase in our just the drain on our judges. You have people standing there looking at a treadmill and they're flipping a switch for the thing. Why isn't that already on a computer, like a screen, a monitor? Money. Like, but, it, but then, but it comes back down to the, those, yeah, those, comp- right. I, I, right. I understand the money, but equipment failure, money, but, more but things had, to set up. If you oh. had, but if you had, so like, there's already the data coming to one monitor. What's wrong with those companies kind of to be a part of the games? Like you need to be able to provide some way for us to show the crowd where it's at. And also the other athletes, yeah. but then what that does is that takes that judge off of that, right. and then it it kind of it doesn't over drain and and draw on the resources from the judges. So then they yeah. get a little bit more rest in between, that, and there's that, not so no. drawn. Thin. I, I would ju- also love judging. to see more yeah. racing in CrossFit. I What's think. that? I'd like to see more racing. Obviously, I wish it was. I, I wish it was on track. Spectators would love to see a, a, a yeah. race, not just in that event, but on the 800 know, for the individuals. That would have been so events. much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a funner event to be able to have more races come into the sport. But that's where we see it mostly at the games. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, but there's nothing wrong with having it at the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Races are fun. I agree. I have no I idea what happened on event four. Event <laughs> like, four. Uh, that's the box jump and dumbbell snatch and machines where you were just yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth, back and forth. Yeah. And there was one thing that they flipped over. The card. Yeah. The card. I mean, you had no idea where anyone was you know from from the from the um from the stands that was actually helpful because you could see who else like because you had no idea what heat or what round they were on right but every time they would flip it you would know like it's either fourth fifth round but that's a case of like it's nice to have a race yes and that was not a a race of race watch yeah that i think is that that's a huge um i think it would be a huge addition to to the regionals and people enjoy the races mm-hmm. you know who's rogue invitational has done a good job of creating races yeah i mean test two with the muscle ups and the thrusters it was really i mean while you didn't know that if they were on the race. first yeah. or the second, second pair pair which maybe they could have made it the barbells move every time mm-hmm. I, I think floor was the limiter there yeah. um but that was a really fun race because we started in the back and i could tell where we were and as mm-hmm. we were picking people off i kind of knew what was happening yeah. um, old, so old, i enjoyed that the yeah. old, the, yeah. that that's what tony budding said about grid that was yeah. so cool it was like you got to be able to leave go get a beer at the concession stand come back sit down and understand who's winning and who's losing yeah and you know you you know, I don't go back to him, but Andrew Hiller was ta- did the video clip, a really cool video clip about him sitting in the stands, just randomly sitting in the stands and talking to the woman that was there watching her son and son in law compete and had no idea what was going on. And mm-hmm. he explained the whole event to her. And I by did the that end of, and, on day two. And by the end, she was just, she was, a, by the end of his explanation, she was like, oh, and she was like, she was jumping up and down and excited because she figured it out. That's but awesome. it took someone to explain it. Yeah. And I, I think you can create tests of fitness. In along as a race, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a challenge for programming. You know, it, there's some limitations on programming, and especially with the venue. But I think you can create it. I think that's an opportunity to maybe pull the judges out, th- some judges yeah. out. Yeah, I think. I think, and also just with how many judges. I mean, I understand like you want them to just kind of focus on that one skill, right? 
But if you have judges out there that stay with the team throughout the whole event, there's there's more accountability to that person. Like there's more responsibility, which is another reason why they should be paid for it. Um, but then you also there, there's there's a connection from the from the team to the judge versus like we lost that person. Who who knows where they went? Did they a, even talk to them during the appeal process? It was a weird. Oh, that was a weird experience. I'm used to the standard of well, there's less and less time at the start or the end of events. Fair if they're mm-hmm. keeping a, actually a really good tight schedule. Um, where you would always shake their hands and introduce yeah. yourself, and I only did that to maybe less than fifty percent of yeah. the judges, which to me feels rude and not right. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things I enjoyed about competing back in the day is you had a chance to kind of say hi to everybody. What do you expect from me today? (laughs) No, exactly. You, you might have a a little bit of time to check in on some of the standards and especially for the ones that you need to get right. Yeah. What do you, what do you need to see from me? Well, that's what, and that's always been what we've told our athletes. Yeah. Go walk out to the judge, have a conversation with the judge, but now, now you don't get time and it's, almost frowned upon that the athlete make contact with the yeah. judge before the event. Um, and then there's like, there's, 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 there's room here. There's a lot of room. And, and look, CrossFit is still all, so young. CrossFit is always interested in being better every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, they really are. And they had a, in, in their defense in the CrossFit games defense, they've had a lot of turnover. Yeah. Um, they've had, uh, four years of like massive budget cuts to massive budget input. Like they've gone to both ends of the spectrum and, and now they're new to the semifinals. They had to, you know, a hell of a lot more um, event planning and coordination and, and uh, broadcast stuff. Also trying to make a stage, which was regionals be financially viable. Yeah, right. Trying to make it financially viable. I don't know if it was, but it's because it's expensive. I can tell they're making decisions that are hopefully supportive yeah, to, of that. Yeah. To, to that end, there are people that were really upset that there are certain heats that weren't broadcast and different heat mm-hmm. times. And I, and I want to, I, I, every person that when I hear it, I send it, I make sure I comment on it because it, I think a, most of us don't have an understanding of how expensive all yeah. of that is. And I, you know, I was talking to Aaron Kelly down on the floor and he said that the guys weren't allowed to put in overtime, but overtime was a huge thing before huge cost like, oh. for, for, uh, for media production. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a budget for media production and you've got your announcers there, you've got your floor announcers, you've got cameramen and all of that. If you emote and a lot of the times it's union based. Mm-hmm. If you go over that eight hours, it starts to get very expensive, especially on a holiday weekend. Yeah. And you can, your cost can instantly double and triple um, just by adding, you know, a couple of hours more of production because you've got people that are doing the graphics. Mm -hmm. You've got people that are doing the replay. You got people that are doing the lane changes and the, you know, all those people in the, and you got a TV truck that you're renting. Like the whole thing is a massive undertaking. I think, well, because we went back to the house a couple of times and and they weren't, it wasn't, it was those events that weren't being broadcasted, but it was still being streamed through the CrossFit podcast. Yeah, that was cool. Which but that was a that was a last minute decision, and they're gonna. I think that was a great decision, well, and that might be something that could help save some money in the well, future. Well, they are, they're in, and they're already they because they did that. Uh, Brian, I talked to Brian Friend, uh-huh. and Brian Friend said that that was something that he and Chase just did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then CrossFit's like, oh, that's cool. Let's, yeah, let's continue that. 
and they're going to fly, they're flying chase out to Germany to do, to continue cool. the, the practice. I was at, I was at breakfast on Sunday with uh, Kim and Mel um, and Mel, we, we were talking, I said, you know, people, pe- people were upset that they couldn't see the Añejo team. You know, we were in the first heat or, you know, and we were in my a, butt made feed right. a couple times and and that is a, you within the crossfit community people want to see their yeah. affiliate and i said you know i don't i just you and i set up every day or every time we do this podcast we set up three remote cameras they're, mm. they're just little cameras on a stick and their 4k cameras are pretty damn good cameras and i and i and i can't help but think why not at, on the railing just like you know, have an elevated camera on each lane and have somebody flip it from back to back. Well, yeah, no, not only that, you just, you put it up on the, you put it up on a website and you go, you pick the lane you want to watch. Yeah. I think there's probably, Ooh, some that's coach, a, I like, think there's some coaches that would pay for that. Yeah. Right? That well, I think well, that's a great so, idea. So, so that's the other part of it, right. Is, is people would pay for that. And so it Mel and the Mel said it because why, why would you have one per lane? And well, cause you got 10 lanes, you got 10. He goes, why not just have three cameras with co- covering each camera covers each three one. lanes. Yeah. Like oh well shit well that's kind of like that, and that's the how that that the podcast was like they had like I don't know probably four or five different cameras that they would kind of pan back and forth depending on what part of the field was but the thing is you can at least watch the competition when they're actually out there with the camera on a team that just finished and they're following that one athlete or the team that just finished after the event you don't know what's going on on the field you don't know, know what's like it's the difference between trying to tell a tight story yes versus or sharing the just allowing people to view yes that's like, right like a fish and that's and a, that's a and, great we, point. and and because it's a participatory mm-hmm. sport we and we have our our affiliate you know family we want to see our team mm-hmm. i just and i've heard this over and over again over the years and i don't like it literally like look I, every year during ski season i can go to magnify.com and I can look at all the different webcams for all the damn freeways. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> Need a new hobby. I know. <laughs> and every time I do it, I'm like, why does why do we not just have something like this? And it doesn't have to be glossy. It have to be, and, and the broadcast, just pipe the broadcast, whatever the floor announcers are talking yeah. about. And then I, I go, oh, I want to see lane six. Okay, I want to see lane five. Or I want to see one, lanes one through three. Mm-hmm. Or you could have four cameras all the way around the venue and just go, okay, I want to see this. You know. And from the, um, you know, I think what classic Brent Fakowski move, I think he, for the event one, he went and looked at like speeds and splits for other people to the best that he could. So went back and watched. So went back and watched yeah. and, and kind of figured out what his splits would need to be mm-hmm. to kind of be winning essentially or where he could kind of what he could expect yeah and i think there's a lot of camps right there's a lot of camps that do i know training think tank have Mm -hmm. a spreadsheet of you know movement rep per movement i think you guys do 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 as well Mm -hmm. right like it's just a thing that coaches love to do how long does it take to do 15 satches yep i I can't help but think that that wouldn't be just a great uh, just an easy idea yeah and maybe it's they don't want to get the content out there maybe they don't want to see someone doing a crap and then you can have way more fun fantasy crossfit I mean, think about soccer. I mean, again, soccer fan, there's so many um, people that sit and watch full games and put in, um, you know, uh, like manually put in information and data that then you can track your players and kind of understand things about. 
Missed opportunity. Soccer's a little more advanced. Yeah, they're also wearing wearables (laughs) the whole time. Like they wear things that are tracking them. Which comes back to the technology aspect. Yeah, Yeah, how cool would that be? That's the next. But again, um, Aaron said to me, he goes, at one point in time, he goes, there's 250,000 viewers on the the West Regional Pot um, broadcast. That's awesome. And Aaron said to me, you know, they should just charge them five bucks or 10 bucks. Now they'd lose probably... Uh, maybe fifty thousand, maybe a hundred thousand, but that's yeah, they would gain some some financial that's, resources. That's to still help a million bucks. Yeah. That's a million bucks they didn't have. Yeah, it yeah. is tough to switch people from. Oh, pay, if, a paywall putting a yeah, paywall yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, if the default is. was if what you expect is that that's a really from my neuroscience PhD oh, that is a tough yeah. tough yeah. switch to make. Yeah. Uh, for the the event, the whole event though, um, I do want to know if you guys thought it was the right test for teams. Oh yeah, the or what you're kind of like events as a whole, or each test, or what tests have, were good or some, bad. I have some thoughts on that. I thought it was okay. I think the time domains were all super similar. Classic. Um, I would have loved to see. I think they were shorter than normal for shorter, teams. but they were more consistent across the competition, right? right? Like there right. was no like really short. There was no really. I mean, there was the I one f- long one in the beginning. I feel like teams t- tends to be like twenty five minutes. Yeah, because they will have all the men go and then all the women go, mm-hmm. or you know, yeah. partners or whatever. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the, the the movement patterns, I think it was very heavy on the frontal plane, or just like the shoulders impressing in the first two days within like the ring well i'm thinking from the individuals i'm sorry from the teams we had i thought it was really calves and back <laughs> heavy calves you're right that's i mean you had the 800 meter run 300 double unders the Same first day hold. and then the second day was Worm clean and jerks yeah which is also very thrusters um box jumps a lot of box dumbbells, jumps with another snatch, run it was row, weird it's weird to see speed. the run come out twice yeah right probably the first time in like the mm-hmm. current era i've i don't recall like on a treadmill i don't recall ever seeing yeah i can't once, i can't remember like you know the old regionals where maybe it was quarterfinals and like you just had like a set of events maybe there was two runs there where yeah. everybody was kind of doing a bit of their own thing i wouldn't be uh, upset if we went through another remote qualifying round just to see that way it kind of bring the field down which then maybe make it easier to oh that's interesting yeah i do think another round of qualifying whereas for individuals there was some room for some point swings Mm -hmm. you know literally sydney wells i think took last on an event and still went to the games Mm -hmm. there's just such fall off on the teams like i'm very happy to go but you know no no scores that we were putting in we're going to take points away from the top mm-hmm. and the top then really again getting to ju- judging standards it really matters for them if a judge does something wrong because mm-hmm. that can keep them from the games because i think the top eight teams all had all of their placings in the top 15 yeah so the my only comment on this and this is something that it echoes other comments that were out there fire from the barbell spin guys too said the same thing is that there? There's not much difference in the quarterfinals results and the semifinals results. Super similar. Super similar. And so, did we? You know, it was it just a validation of what happened, what went down in quarterfinals, kind of like so. So, you know, Victus had three teams and they're in the top ten in quarterfinals. Those three top team, those three teams also made the CrossFit Games. Diablo moved up one spot. Mm-hmm. So the meaning the open and the quarterfinals were very good tests. 
or granted we also had some issues with the judging well, well no i understand so, oh yeah so they would have moved up over three, they went, moved up a little bit more or the test didn't change enough that's true. or the test we didn't had change heavy enough. cleans right yeah in bowl there was no snatch i mean like I know, you had the like clean entire... injure yeah there was i mean but, 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 variance in the and test it, and it was the same within the within the men and women there's this year and i don't someone some one of the statisticians will probably do the math on it mm -hmm. but i think there's the least amount of variance this year and i, I don't know whether that's yeah. a good thing about the quarterfinals or is and that we won't a, know or is you that know, a bad years, thing or is that a, let it play out for the season that, and year over year right is that a bad yeah. thing about semifinals like should the semifinals have been different tests that challenged uh, different work capacities or mm -hmm. different modal domains than the different time, time zones different yeah Time domains. Time, time domains. Time domains are the benefit. <laughs> Different time factor. domains. Um, but that's I, time domains are tough though. They are tough to run in a day yeah. where you have forty yes. teams and one hundred and twenty individuals. That's yes, right. I understand why they made the choices that they and made. And I like so I like what Jamie Lee said is maybe and it, and it's hard for viewing too, but the I like what Jamie Lee said is maybe there's another level of online testing. But I don't, I don't know. know if the tests were tough enough for the top teams like i was not particularly worried about they didn't any really have any tests. heavy barbells besides the, the cleans clean. which was just a test of a max lift essentially it wasn't like can you do a heavy bar in a workout right. there weren't a lot of gymnastics bottlenecks which i realize maybe people won't agree with me on the i mean you could, ups, you, you could got say lots the, of rest and you could do bar muscle ups which yeah. are easier and at most we did the rope climb was a, was a well, the rope climb was a we did we did see some athletes that couldn't do a bottleneck yeah. Yeah, yeah but i think again if you had fewer from the top teams, team. yeah it yes. wouldn't be it was only a 12 foot climb and, and yeah. frankly i thought that it was not difficult it's almost all. like they, they programmed i know i'm it. good at it and also they had rope yeah. regular rope climbs when we had a bunch of those in quarterfinals like I think that yeah, there's a lot of rope climbs, um, but I think that see, I lost train of thought. The the yeah, I forget. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, and I also don't know if we needed to do all the box jumps yeah. and the dumbbells could have been heavy. You know, like yeah. again, I'm gonna, oh, I see, I'm gonna I complain I about this, but I'm not actually complaining about it because um, I don't know what's going to happen throughout the whole season or year over year and what the kind of long term vision is. I'm just thinking of it from like a, you know, I don't know what this intended stimulus or intensity mm -hmm. or the goal from the weekend and the movements were and whether yeah. they've achieved it or not. Like, I just don't, I won't know that, it, but it didn't feel difficult to me. Like I was yeah. other than the first event, which was absolute beat down for me yeah. and it was horrible. Yeah. Event over event. I felt better and better and mm -hmm. better. And I actually felt better driving home than I did driving the six hours down. Yeah, like my body felt fine. It's almost like they were programming for the 40 teams to participate right. versus which of the 40 teams are in, in, in a place that can really advance on to that next level. And for games. those top 10 teams, then for event two and four, I would say the thruster muscle up yeah. and the box jump and dumbbell snatch. It was speed of reps yes. because it was cycle rate tight. Sure. It was all about pushing your cycle yes. rate um, and kind of performing. I, a Jamie, bit. I think you're right. And the reason is, is they, these teams, a lot of these teams have to travel really far to get there and it's very expensive. Yeah. And so I think they want to create, I think CrossFit is certainly thinking about, look, we, we got to create an experience for mm. 40 teams and we've got to determine, you know, who the, you know, top 10 fittest teams are. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, when you make it in one re one, one area where people are coming from like you know crossfit kinesis was out there in nebraska you know that's, yeah. a, that's an expensive venture to bring and probably not a direct flight <laughs> no oh, that's right it's not a direct flight yeah. so there, it's a big and so then you think well that what you know 
they can only do three workouts and the other three workouts they can't even do, mm-hmm. you know, it's, right. it's tough. It's, you know, like CrossFit's got a big CrossFit games has a big job to do with all of this. So they like in their defense too, like getting we, it we, right we, is hard. We can nitpick the hell out of it, but because oh, there's sure. just so and, many and things. The positive that they side have to of do. this is that I also liked that they brought the gymnastics to the teams. I yes. think like the year of regionals, Nate with the strict muscle ups, I thought we were going to get, I them. thought we were going to get, I we were practicing excited. them too. I was, practicing, yeah. I was happy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but they did bring us the pirouettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, the dumbbell bench. The, the dumbbell bench was heavy. You know, yeah. they, they even brought out the sandbag. It wasn't in the best right. setting, but it it, it made made it, us it, do the it, pistols, just like the individuals. Yeah. Oftentimes, they change the event a lot for the teams. Yeah. To again, to your point, you know, knowing that there's a lot of drop off in the athlete that shows up on the on a like a lower team than a top individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yeah. Um, but so I did appreciate having the harder movements still show up, you know, still seated legless, cool. still wall facing mm-hmm. kind of all those movements. So I like bringing that. I just don't know if it was that hard probably for the top teams. I'd be, in, I'd be yeah. curious to know. I was trying to reflect if I thought it was harder, easier than previous regionals I had done. Um, unless CrossFit can find in a, some incredible, event promoter that wants to try and turn this thing into a for-profit thing i think crossfit is probably bound to do that bound to doing this and we'll and we'll get better at it and and we'll continue to and they're going to take it as an expense because i I know they're not making money at it this is a different this is the first year for Boz programming i love Boz. i know i'm really like not being i'm trying to be i hope it's coming across as like questioning and also being supportive of like the changes that I'm yes. seeing. Yes. But I think Boz also, you know, is someone who doesn't want to just beat everybody into submission with like thousands and Which thousands I, of reps. It's, yes. it's not about just surviving the weekend. It is about going, having to push your limits and go really hard Yes, um, and still have tough tests. So I guess, you know, maybe it's also an adjustment of my own expectations, having mm-hmm. been someone that's been doing this for 10 years right. or more. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know yet because we're at the beginning. I, I think the latter. I think the latter is healthier. I will say, uh, just thinking about like the weight that is coming to the women, mm-hmm. I'm here for it, obviously. <laughs> um, but seeing 155 pound snatches in the age group qualifier for like I think 35, 30 to 35. 35. Yeah, 35, 39. I mean, just seeing that as like the, yeah. the the weight that is expected of women, seeing the top end weight at 230 five for the clean here just seeing that kind of gauntlet thrown a bit is fun Mm -hmm. and heavier dumbbells on this on the bench like i know castro programmed heavier and heavier weights for people and see that kind of keep going and that expectation to continue to grow especially as the caliber of the weight that the top women can lift has i think progressed faster than the men because there was room for Mm -hmm. us to get better we hadn't been in a weight room since we were 14 like mal o'brien yeah yeah or uh, earlier. Yeah. Right. Um, let me ask you this question, Beth. We can kind of wrap things up with this. So next year you're in the age groups. You still got a full-time job. You're still coming to Diablo all the time. Are you, are you in for competing next year team and then, or age group? And are you down to try and make both? I am happy to <laughs> pull myself away. <laughs> I've been an athlete since I was four. I'm wow. 38. I basically, you know, notwithstanding pandemic years, yeah, I've been a competitive athlete 
Um, and, I, you know, I was really grateful that we made it to semis and I was able to kind of like have that as like a nice last ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also hard at the same time, not just like the hours and like the adjustment to my schedule and kind of you have to let other balls drop and that's really frustrating and I'm old. <laughs> um, just knowing that I wasn't showing up as like the fit version of myself and knowing what that fit version yeah. is. Like I know having what, an expectation of yourself. I very much am in the knowledge of how fit you need to be to be mm-hmm. competitive and what that takes. Um, and even to be middling competitive, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. standing on a podium. Um, but just knowing that is it's, that's a lot to put in. I think we talked about that with social media as well. And just kind of the stress of being a competitor is high. And at some point in time, yeah. it just is not worth it. And I don't think it's necessarily worth it to me. I think the only thing that I would have liked to have done differently this weekend was to not have the nerves and the stress that always hit me. Mm. I'm a, I get very stressed out even for open workouts and it saps all my energy and I've never solved that. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be able to show up and just like compete and hit it have, hard and have and fun. Have fun. Right. Yeah. And be in it rather than kind of have an, a bad out of body experience. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> but beyond that, I've been fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's interesting. Okay. Good. That's a great perspective. Well, whatever you completely decide to do, we're behind you all the way. And you know, the community will be as well. It's it's cool to have you in class. It's cool to have you training here. It's cool to have you um, helping us out and helping run the team, especially. So I'm grateful for that. And thank you for your performances this, this weekend. It was uh it was good to have you there. I knew that the Airbnb that our team was staying in was in good hands because Beth was in the house. <laughs> it, it, you know, what's really funny is it is, um, you know, it's the, I feel bad for other like teams. I mean, obviously CrossFit Davis, we had the same experience where not only did we have so many people cheering us on, like I could actually hear DCF cheers on the floor, which I normally don't hear or see anything. I mean, a literal woman got carted off the field of play and I had no idea. Um, but even in the house, yeah. Like it was like, even though we were a first heat team, we were going to the games because we had Emily's mom helping to cook oh, yeah. Annie and Cynthia Jackson and Christian's significant others also cooking and helping clean. Like people were just taking care of us the whole weekend. Dude. It was very nice because I was very tired. Yeah. yeah. It turned out. Yeah. It was a terrific experience. It really it, was. And yeah. Um, and, and also thumbs up, uh, CrossFit, uh, you did a good job. Uh, we, we enjoyed the experience. Our, our fans that went, everybody that went and that Gwen commented, it was, um, it was a great experience for them. We had about, you know, and if it's a six hour driver, you know, about a, you know, $200 to $300 flight, depending upon when you buy your ticket. But the, we had 20, 20 fans down there, at least 20, I think more than that, like 22. It felt more like regionals. Which mm-hmm. again, I think again, I'm happy to see where this is going. Yeah, as a result. yeah. you know, and it's as, funner. And, and, well, yeah. and as an affiliate, be, yeah. as an affiliate owner, if I can create fans of the sport, it's just one more hook in my member to keep them right. coming in here doing what they love to do. And you look at mm-hmm. Dean with his daughter. Yeah. his daughter's into it. His daughter's taking pictures with Captain Davis. Daughter's daughter's taking picture with with our athletes, with Alessandra, and she's sitting and she's moving and wanting to sit next to Alessandra yeah. to watch the events. That's cool. That has an influence on her. 
she'll you know she'll and, tell her friends and it's a better again we're talking about being isolated as a you know athlete it's a better experience for the athletes too because when we were done oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, we finished right. 33rd we got to go home to a pizza party and party yeah. party with people that we yeah. enjoy laughing had and been being there around. cheering you guys right. on the whole time it was so fun to get to spend that time yeah. it was a really good way to end and even that last workout because we had so many bottlenecks and we were mm. waiting you could actually enjoy and like kind of look Soak around it up. and really enjoy the experience um and seeing the people that showed up you know whereas you know i think there's a lot of teams that traveled too far and don't have that community yeah. base yeah. then they're alone and they're celebrating you know i saw people just go out to dinner and that yeah. was it. And they had no one there, but their coach maybe and a significant right. other. And yeah. so I think having something that's, I know people still have to travel really far, but hopefully things like are closer to a regional like experience means that you can have more of your community there, which just makes it more fun. For affiliate owners, I will tell you that if you're affiliate, any affiliate owners listen to this or listening to this, um, please, please, please encourage your community to attend one of these semifinals or attend the CrossFit games. Keep it sustainable. There, yeah. Keep it sustainable. It helps, but it also, it is a powerful thing. Like when the first time you walk into, and, and still I get chills when I walk into the CrossFit games. We're doing this forever. And think about who was here for the weekend yeah. on the men and the women's side. I mean, I was obviously enjoying yeah. fangirling in our right. warm-up area, but it's the cheapest way to see the games. Yes. Yeah. You go in and it and it's just you get the chills. You see them there and you see what the human capacity is. See, the couple people said, literally fans said that to me. It's just really cool to see what people can do. Mm-hmm. And then, and to know that these are the ones that you're seeing on social media, you're those are the ones of the CrossFit game show and you're how that short person. they are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, men and women were short in CrossFit, <laughs> but, although maybe but, not but less so this year. Not how strong they are, how amazing our gymnastics, the whole process was just like, it's, it's really, it, it is good for your community to have your community go to it. They will, they will appreciate it and they will, they will be better members overall. Um, anyway, with that. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And thank me. you for competing this whole weekend representing yeah. Diablo. Dude, thank you for taking care of us. Oh yeah, and Jamie Wait. Lee, by the way, thanks for coaching running yeah. back and forth with Jamie was running back and forth. He knows that trip. Uh, he knows that trip well down to that programming, organizing, doing warm-ups, yes. leading us through things, being a body worker, taking people to Chick-fil-A when they needed it. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. It was good. It's our community rallied. Our, I think there was a lot of teams there that didn't have the kind of support that yeah. we had. Just practical For support sure. is really helpful. And it's really lonely without it. And it's it's hard. I think it's important to set that example too. Cause something we've it's, been, it's, a, it's an important factor. Something we've been doing since back in the day. And yeah. it's okay to take yourself seriously, even if you're the 33rd yes. place team. Because it was hard enough to get there. It is. Practice the way you play. Yep. So right on. community here, both in the stands and off the stands, I think achieved greatness this weekend agreed cool thanks guys hope you enjoyed it till next time